Welcome to this edition of Overdrive Radio. I'm James Gillette. On August 25th, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration held its first listening session on hours of service reforms at the Great American Trucking Show. It was the first of four planned listening sessions, with the next coming up September 14th and two others to be announced. At that GATS held listening session, about two dozen drivers took to the microphone to provide the agency with feedback and suggestions for any potential hours of service changes should they come about. As you could probably guess, the 14-hour rule and flexibility there, particularly in regards to split sleeper berth flexibility, was one of the top topics, as was getting rid of the 30-minute break required by current hours of service rules. You can find full coverage of the listening session at overdriveonline.com as well as full coverage of the agency's recently announced move to open the door to discussions toward hours of service reforms. Here's a listen to what some of those drivers had to say uh, recorded during the session live uh, at the Great American Trucking Show. First up is driver Bruce Bush, who talked about both getting rid of the 30-minute break requirement and the need for flexibility in the 14-hour rule. Uh, the 30-minute uh, break, I don't think we need to be mandated or forced to take the 30-minute break because we're going to take it during the, the course of a day anyway. Uh, we're going to stop to get something to eat. We're going to stop to use the restroom. We're going to stop to get fuel. So we're going to take that 30 minutes at some point during the day anyhow. Uh, we sh- it should be up to us as to when we take it personally. Um, the uh, split sleeper birth, I think we should be able to split that five and five. Or four and six. Personally, I sleep four hours a day. That's it, that's all I can sleep. So the remaining six hours, I'm sitting around holding my thumbs, wasting time. The um, adverse driving conditions, I think personally that uh, we should be able to extend that to at least 16 hours, if not longer, depending on the conditions. Um, Major metropolitan areas have a lot of traffic. We're sitting in traffic, we're stuck in traffic, we can't go anywhere, we're just burning the day. I think we should be able to stop the 14-hour clock if we need to. And that's uh, that's all I gotta say, thank you. Here's driver Chip Arnold, who talked about the common refrain and the safety aspects of quote-unquote racing the clock. He also provided a suggestion for how he would work in flexibility to drivers' weekly schedules. And I'm just wanting to address the uh, giving the driver some flexibility. Uh, you know, there's been several times like I've had a trip that should have took 11 hours and I've got held up. You know, and then I'm trying to make up the time. You know, so you're driving around racing a clock. You know, I, I just don't like the concept. It's not safe. But if there could be some flexibility, like you had three hours, you know, or something, where you could reach and grab and use any day you needed it or one day a week or, you know, it's not often you need to go over but it, it happens, you, you know. So I'd just like there to be some kind of flexibility so, you know, you don't have to shut down 30 minutes before you get to where you're going, you know. And I had more to say, but it's time for me to take my 30 minute break now. <laughs> Driver Aldred Schofield addressed his concerns with the 30 minute break requirement with a little character acting and ELD personification. Sometimes, I'll run for, say, two, three hours. I'll stop, gotta grab something to drink, use the restroom real quick, come back out to the truck, ready to go again for another two, three hours. Mrs. pops her head through the curtain. Hey, I need the restroom. 
okay, let me find this spot. We're down for another 10 minutes or so. I, I've been able to get out of the truck, rest a little bit. I can go another two, three hours. By that point, my eight hour clock is done. My ELD's saying, hey son, you're out of time. But I'm going, really? I, I can keep going. And by the time I do stop for that 30 minutes, my body's just kind of gone, well, you're out of luck. Here's Andrea Marks, who's the Director of Communications with Trucker Nation, one of the groups who put forward a petition to FMCSA asking for a return to split sleeper birth flexibility. Our organization is putting forward a true flex, a true pause button, true flexibility for drivers. We feel as though that professional drivers need to be able to exercise their own professional judgment and use the 10-hour break like having, let's say, $10 and you could use your $10 over your on-duty period, your 14-hour on-duty period, at any time in $3 increments. So think of it as a really small bank account, and you could, use, you could spend those $10 at $3 increments, or five and five dollars, or three, three and four, or seven and three, and this is really putting the accountability back on the professional driver and allowing the professional driver to exercise professional judgment. We're not suggesting that the day be extended any longer. Um, as it relates to safety, we feel as though 14 hours is an adequate number of hours for professional drivers to be out on the road, but then also receive adequate rest. We're currently compiling information from the National, National Sleep Institute to, um, to make some, some public comments as it relates to intermittent sleeping, much like, um, much like some of us here or know uh, uh, as intermittent fasting and we will be providing that information to the agency. And this would allow drivers to keep a, a more natural sleep pattern and um, have a more natural uh, circadian rhythm. So we'll be providing that information to the agency. I also wanted to let anyone on the webcast, let the panel and anyone in the room know that if anyone has any questions about our petition and what we had put forward, we are at booth 2811, or you can find us on social media or visit our website to ask us any clarifying questions about uh, what we're putting forward and how we feel as though it could benefit the industry. Uh, finally, we feel as though that if a driver is allowed to, to exercise professional judgment and use small intermittent uh, times throughout the day or even larger intermittent times throughout the day to split up their 10-hour break, then the 30-minute break would be um, or would no longer be necessary because that would be the substitution. Um, those small intermittent periods throughout the day would be the substitution for the need for the 30-minute break. And here's owner-operator Gary Books, who also addresses the 30-minute break and the 14-hour rule with his own unique take. He also asked the agency to make sure it uses sound data and science when forming any new hours of service rules. I would like to address the 30-minute break. Um, I think we do need our breaks. Uh, everyone needs to manage this and have the personal responsibility to do this. Uh, whether we do it in two 15-minute increments, many have suggested that I believe could be a very good suggestion. Um, personally, I'm going to move on to the split sleeper birth because that affects how I manage my 30-minute break. I use the 8 and 2 split a lot. It can be difficult. The math can be difficult. 
I used it before the, the uh, uh, A-board uh, device I volunteered to put in my truck in 2011. Uh, but I used a computer uh, DDL program to help manage that, which was very necessary to do the math. As an officer told me, you have to be an Einstein to do the math, to do a logbook. And many of us that are in this business, we know that. When we did paper logs, I'm going to be honest, we may have had the window, but every single run it, log it as you run it, maybe didn't get put in there. Every little line to the bottom or the top didn't get in there. Now, with electronics, every minute it moves. Personally, I don't have a problem with that because I hold the keys and I control my decisions. And our safety department stands behind us and supports us. I do not support extending the 14-hour limit, moving what I call the finish line. I believe accumulative fatigue can be a huge factor in our safety. And as people in this industry responsible for the public safety, I believe that we have to be very careful about accumulative fatigue. When we get into the situation with bad weather or something, maybe we have to go to the 16 hours, that's maybe once a week, maybe once a month, those situations. So if we do any kind of an extension, I think we have to be careful not to do it day after day after day so we can um, manage that. Many people here, and I've heard them say it, will say, well, I can only sleep. I heard somebody say four hours a night or six hours a night. But when I visit with people, what I find is they'll do that during the week while they're driving the truck, and they get home, and guess what? On Saturday, they're out for 12 and 14 hours trying to catch up. Our bodies are not designed to go that long. We need to use the, the science of sleep studies. We need to maybe do more in the truck studies, use the technology available to study this as some of the, uh, uh, maybe this, the uh, uh, sampling you want to try to do is split sleeper, but try to do that on a scientific basis and use the data get good data, sound data to support that. Because if we don't do that, if we just make these rules based on emotion, we're going to make the wrong decision. Because the economy is driving us right now. Everybody wants to take advantage of the higher dollar. Everybody wants, there's more freight available than any of us can haul. You know, but if we aren't careful, we can drive ourselves right out of business. Because if we make a mistake, the litigation will kill us. And here's operator Brandon Greer, who also addressed the safety issues surrounding quote-unquote racing the clock. Offering the perspective of a tow truck operator, he notes that a lot of drivers have told him over the years that that's what they were doing prior to the crash. A little background on me. Uh, I'm closing in on 2 million miles. I've been doing this for 17 years. I've done step decks, oversize. I ran records for 10 years. I've done hot shot work. I've been in pretty much every part of the industry there is. I've had every um, opportunity to do everything in this industry and I've tried it all that I could. And a lot of my experience comes from the record business because I spent 10 years cleaning up the mess. And I meet people on the worst day of their life. And there's a lot of people that I don't get to meet because you never forget your first or second or however many fatalities that you work. And I'm not talking necessarily about truck drivers, but 
Um, and I'm not trying to be smart here. How many of you drive a truck or have ever driven a truck? So it's not just about our safety. It's about the safety of you and your families and everybody else in here's family as to the condition and state of mind of the driver and every one of these trucks on the road is three and a half million. Um, as far as the exemption for driving conditions, um, I believe if you're going to extend the driving hours, you should drive or you should extend the 14 hour window um, on those days where uh, I call it driving it for every inch. Um, when you get up north in the wintertime, everybody's done it, knows what I'm talking about. Um, your 30 minute break, um, that's been beat to death. I'm in the same agreement with we're not children in grade school anymore. Um, we are going to stop. We are going to buy something to drink. We are going to do this and that. But normally, if you're riding down the highway and you need to get something to drink or go to the restroom, by the time you let out of the throttle and slow down and go in, do what you got to do, get back out, it's going to take you a minimum of 20 minutes every time that you do that. Um, the split sleeper berth, I ran the, uh, the uh, 8 and 10 or the 5 and 4, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was nice because you could do whatever was required of you, um, especially when you uh, were in adverse weather. Um, so once again, it's back to flexibility. And um, you, sir, asked about driver coercion. What would, if we change to multiple three-hour windows of uh, break, um, that was part of what was in the ruling with the change in the hours of service and the implementation of the ELP mandate was to prevent driver coercion. And the simple fact of it is, is we have a bunch of people that are driving that are new, A, that have never run a paper log, so they've never had to do the math. They don't understand how to run a paper log, so they can't manually input or manipulate, it's not a very good word, but understand how the logging works because all they've ever done is get in there and push the button and go. So they don't understand what pushing the button does. All they know is push the button, push the brake, mash the gas, and let's go for eight hours. Um, running a record for so many years, I've talked to thousands of drivers sitting in the seat next to me, and they all say the same thing. They're racing the clock. They're racing the eight hours to the 30 minute break, and then they stop for exactly 31 minutes, and then they run it again. Um, until they run out of time. And that's because their driver, coordinator, dispatcher, whatever you want to call them, can pull up the computer and look at their logbook and say, you know, they're stopped for 32 minutes, they're getting a phone call, why are you stopped? You're, you have hours to drive, why are you stopped? X, Y, Z. It's, 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 I understand that safety is the main concern, but it's opened up a whole new can of worms, and I'm sure it was things that were not foreseen. Um, so I appreciate y'all being here. I appreciate having the opportunity to sit here and, and, and voice our opinions and stuff. I know I'm not somebody's favorite person in the room from this morning, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to hold that again. <laughs> well, that's why you're here, right? Right. We appreciate the opportunity. Hey, I wasn't throwing anything on the one power, so we're going um, But uh, uh, I hope that some of these anecdotal um, examples hit home with somebody and um, we can come to a compromise at some point. Lastly, here's longtime owner-operator Ingrid Brown, who's also affiliated with Trucker Nation. We're all here basically because we are your boots on the ground. We're the ones that's trying to give you the data and hopefully trying to give you what's really going on in the system and in, in the field. Um, I know for me, the three-hour works great, but 
it still has to extend past that. So the three hours multiplied by multiple three hours works. If I'm in a, a haul reefer, if I'm sitting in a shipping and they bring strawberries in and they have to be chilled and they have to be everything like that, I'm not just going to be there three hours. So what happens to that? I get my three hours and then I'm dead in the water because it can take 12, 14. Uh, I don't want to work more than 14 hours. I got 39 years and four million miles. I don't want to go anymore. Um, we can go into the traffic and stuff of, of being able to take our three hours and stop in advance to cities. That's a safety factor. That's a safety factor that takes us in that we can stop and wait till traffic slows down, traffic's over, and then we can proceed through, which is what we used to do because I'm putting myself at risk, but bigger than that, I'm putting you at risk, your children, my grandchildren, whenever we put all of us in there at, at extreme times of afternoons and mornings. So if you do that in a 14-hour period, you're hitting two of those times. So if you get tied up in your three hours, then it extends forward. That's why three and splitting it up to three, because you can sit at a dock for three, and you can deal with traffic for three. So it gives you flexibility to be able to take those things in initiative, which is a safety factor. Every bit of it's a safety factor. We all love to make the money. I'm sorry. I mean, nobody in here can tell me we all love to make the money. But what are you gonna do making the money if you're not able to make the money? What are you doing if you haven't, you know, had to deal with the risk and the safety and deal with wrecks and deal with the general public that doesn't understand right now what we're standing here talking about? They have no clue. So education, also addressing. Um, 30 minute break. I'm a girl, okay? I'm gonna stop, you know? So it, you know, I mean, that's a given, what can I say? But I mean, it, it literally, 30 minutes, uh, I think that right there is, is, is great school. Uh, Mr. Meyer, dealing with the, with the, what will we do with companies uh, on the coercion? We made that law and I say we, because we agreed to that at some point, that there will be no coercion from companies against drivers. Drivers are scared to go to companies. They're scared to lose their jobs. They have to make money to support their families. So, I still believe in they need to be held accountable as far as a company. The drivers can't do that. Um, the New Jersey Institute, as we brought in uh, into our petition, also states, and I'm, I'm trying to hurry here, states about the sleep. Uh, three hours is adequate and gives us the ability 
to function on a full status. And that's been presented to y'all in the petition. Um, so three hours split up, you can take it in many different ways. But I don't wanna go over 14. But my three hours there would tremendously help me. I don't sleep well during the day. I don't think any of y'all probably go to bed at 10 o'clock in the morning because I can call y'all and y'all are there. <laughs> so, you know, if you take this and you put yourself in my shoes, and I say my shoes, put your feet on the ground. I don't want to change in the way shippers and receivers who we can't regulate because they're not part of the transportation industry. If I sit there and the, do those strawberries, Wally, you know, it's, it's, it, fact is, what do we do? How do we get our bodies and our systems to work amongst everything? That's it for this edition of Overdrive Radio. Visit overdriveonline.com for full coverage of FMCSA's recent moves on hours of service, as well as a link to file a formal comment on the agency's advance notice of proposed rulemaking. Until next time, Overdrive Radio.